0: It takes more than 300 episodes of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast to be a great engineer. This is episode 300 of said <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. This is a weekly advice show for technical people about non-technical stuff. And I guess technically we have not done 300 episodes because we skipped our 100th episode. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, we. Did. <laughs> the pressure was too much, so we just didn't do it. <laughs> We went from 99 to 101.
0: Yeah. In the subsequent 199 episodes, we've grown a lot and matured. And now we can stand up to the pressure. Yes. As we'll demonstrate. Yes. <laughs> now with our smooth <laughs> delivery.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Hired. Hired is a great way to find
0: your next job. You'll hear more about them later. Jameson, you want to thank our patrons? Absolutely. Thank you so much to Craig Motlin, Rum and Code, I Love Mavis, The Stochastic Parrot, Alice Jost, Andrew Pollock, The Yeet Your Job Podcast, Ian Walter, Duna, Patreon.com.au, We're hiring, Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, Testing is Documenting.org, Oladapo Fadye, RMRF Prod, <laughs> Ragnar Harson, Timmy Garabrant, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Brayden Keynes, John Grant, Nick Cantar, and Philip John Basile. Thank you to these folks, some of whom have been here for many, many, many episodes. Yes. Thank you. And we've got something special. We do. That I'm going to build up.
1: Yeah. Just how about a few awkward pauses first? Okay. Yeah. What if we
0: talk over each other because of (laughs) Zoom lag some more?
1: (laughs) So you wouldn't think that we would just let the 300th episode come and slip by without any acknowledgement, would you? Well, we have a special offer. We thought to ourselves, what would old Renaissance European royalty do after 300 podcast
0: episodes? (laughs) (laughs)
1: And the answer is, they would commission works of art, which we have done. We have commissioned the creation of five songs in various styles about this podcast from some amazing artists that, I mean, okay, maybe you didn't see them on the stage of the Grammys, but it turns out with the internet, you can get some really good music from, (laughs) frankly, quite talented (laughs) people. We have commissioned five songs. And we are going to make them available to our patrons, but we would like to show you a preview of one of them right now.
0: Jameson, shall we roll the tape? Absolutely. Let me press the tape roll button. Good chunk
1: (laughs) Dave and Jameson are here.
0: Okay, that was your teaser. That was just a taste. Imagine how much more yes. is out there.
1: <laughs> these songs were hilarious. Yes. And frankly, I was amazed that you can type some letters into a website
0: and then a few days later, you can have a song. <laughs> Artists are so underpaid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's my big takeaway from this. Wow, these people are really good. Dave, did you already mention the the way folks get these? Oh, I forgot. You want to tell? Yes. So if you would like access to these songs or want to join the crew of wonderful patrons and get invites to our Slack team, you can go to softskills.audio, click support us on Patreon. The songs are available only to the $10 a month and above tiers because somebody's got to pay those artists. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There is a $1.5 million tier that we added to test. (laughs) If you would like to subscribe to that, you do get the five songs as well. Yes, you I just will. wanted to point that out.
1: I mean, it's really your choice. You can either pay 10 bucks for the songs or 1.5 million.
0: Yeah, but do that. Pay us once and uh, you'll be able to see. Well, technically, I think you could probably see them on Patreon. All right. Don't listen to this next part if you're unethical. <laughs> but technically, you could probably sign up and grab the songs and cancel before your card is charged. but we'll know crafty we'll write a sixth song about you yes (laughs) (laughs) or rather commission yeah this is like the the ancient rap battles they commission yes (laughs) some artist to make a fresco where their rival duke looks stupid or something like that
1: (laughs) but it'll be all about that one patreon user who bamboozled us on (laughs) patreon yes (laughs) yeah so if you want to check out the songs that's what you do go get them and then yeah. and then join Slack and tell us whether you loved them or hated them whether you just can't stop listening on repeat like me just kidding I'm not actually <laughs> listening to them on repeat but they are pretty good
0: <laughs> You soothe yourself to sleep with the gentle lullabies of insert genre here
1: Yeah we had and we did have so quite the variety of genres so there's something for everyone in the 5 Soft Skills Engineering episode 300 celebratory songs Yes. All right. Should we answer some questions,
0: though? I think that's what we're here for, and it's time to do that. Why don't you take our first one? Sure. This is from an anonymous listener who asks, Greetings. I have been with my current company for a number of years and was recently promoted to engineering manager. I enjoy working here and have a great manager and team. A job posting at another company recently piqued my interest. Great salary, appealing company values, fully remote. And it got me thinking. Would it look terrible if I applied for or switched jobs so soon after a promotion to management? Mm. It depends on whether I work at the company you're leaving or the company you're joining. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, well, let me ask you this, Jamison. If you are on the company that this person is joining, would you think it was weird that they left a job so soon after a big role change?
0: Yeah, I would honestly pause for a little bit. Some of this is is scar tissue of being around for some short manager tenures and seeing how disruptive that is uh-huh and and I just really don't want to go through that again if I can avoid it, yeah, but yeah, it's a little bit different than as an i c where job hopping is a bit expected, and maybe you you jump in somewhere you just hate it completely, or I don't know hopping jobs after being promoted as an i c Feels like it would raise fewer eyebrows. And anyways, you just update your LinkedIn to look like you had that title the entire time you were there.
1: Right. <laughs> That's a common pattern, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, it is. Some people put separate entries for different titles, which I appreciate because I can tell kind of how it went. Some people just joined as a staff engineer 14 years ago. Yeah, clearly. Right out of fresh college. out of college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was I saying? Yeah, I think so... If they hire you, they didn't care, I guess. <laughs> true, true. I think more than in different situations, you need a compelling story why you're not going to do the same thing to this company. And and it's this weird balance because it's not, it's at will employment probably if you're in the United States. So technically you could just join and then leave right away. And you want to keep some escape hatches in case it's horrible, but you also want to give some assurances that uh, that that time was different. This time I'm here for the long haul.
1: Yeah, and it's easy to explain. If it's only one instance on your resume, easy to explain. Probably won't even raise any questions. But when you're doing this for the third time, that's when you're going to have some real smooth
0: talking to do. Yeah, I think I would still dig into it a little bit if I were a, a hiring manager. But uh, I mean, clearly I can provide a much better environment. I, I'm way more desirable to work with than current jobs. So this would never happen to me course not that's what i'll convince myself no one would ever leave you i think we've talked a lot about how the company will survive without you obviously the the blast radius is going to be larger if you were just barely promoted into engineering management than if you had left as an ic and so you you might have some hard feelings left behind especially if your situation is is pretty good Mm -hmm. i don't know there it says your job is fully remote at this new place so maybe you could just move somewhere else and avoid those people
1: yeah (laughs) never see them at the grocery store
0: yeah, exactly.
1: When you said, especially if your situation is pretty good, what did you mean by that?
0: I mean, if folks know that you are not happy, in my experience, I, I have seen people, even if they liked working with you, sort of be uh, be supportive of someone deciding to quit, even if it makes their life at work more complicated or, or trickier. Mm-hmm. They just know, I mean, yeah, they they weren't happy here. They had this problem. It makes sense. Even though I wish they were still here, You can see how this is better for them. If if things are great, then I think it could look like you used getting promoted at this company to leverage an offer for another company, which we haven't referred to the office in a long time, but is a plot in the office. Mm -hmm. Is it Rob Lowe? Is he the guy? No, he just looks like Rob Lowe. There's some executive that they're going to put in charge of a bunch of the paper company branches and they do a big reorg and shuffle stuff around then the uh-huh. executive leaves to join staples like right afterwards oh
1: yeah i remember that the competitor
0: yeah yeah and oh yeah because i think that was when they were going to close michael's branch i don't know anyways the, yeah the the source of all wisdom the office says this is bad or can be bad
1: yes <laughs> i will say that a lot of people worry about this in individual contributor roles You know what's going to happen to my team when I leave, and I think a lot most of the time when individual contributors leave, the team is fine. You know, like the team absorbs, they kind of share the load, right? Okay, let's say you have a ten-person team, one leaves. Well, if each person absorbs ten percent of that person, then that's you've paid the the debt. But when it's a manager, usually one person is picked to absorb that load, and it's usually that person's manager or a peer manager to take on that load, so that person's load doubles. Usually. Yeah. And so it actually is a bigger deal, like quantitatively than individual contributors leaving.
0: Yeah. If it goes to the that person's manager, they will do a bad job at it. I think that's a pretty <laughs> a pretty general principle. They will not have time to invest fully in it. Even if they're great as a manager. They will having twice as much work or, or some much larger amount of work, it's tough to just smoothly absorb and, and That's right. do and, well. And this
1: isn't the kind of work that you can just say, I'm going to go faster and absorb it. No, it's like these are <laughs> these are things like you have seven one-on-ones you have to do each week now. Yeah. Now that this person left, you have to do 14. And it's like, okay, yeah. I guess they're each going to be 15 minutes <laughs> instead of 30 minutes or whatever.
0: I'm going to listen faster.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you talk <laughs> faster on these one-on-ones, please? Tell you what, you record a video and then... I'll listen to it on two x speed, and that's our one on one
0: or you you just multitask and you do one two at a time in the left ear and one in the right ear,
1: yeah, that's called a two on
0: one that's <laughs> it's
1: perfect, yes, so yeah, it'll it could be frustrating for the team you're leaving, and it could be a little weird looking for the team you're going to, but probably not a big deal,
0: yeah, I think you you seem like you're less concerned about this than I am, maybe again, maybe I'm just sensitive to this because had some recent my past manager turnover and i know how much it sucks to be on the staying side of that yeah but it's at will employment and i don't know even if it is briefly chaotic hopefully you could have strong enough relationships that people would understand that this is something you're excited about and is better for you oh that's the thing we should talk about this is generally true about other jobs and job offers but the mm-hmm. more you can phrase it as, like, I think you've said this a few times, I couldn't turn this down. This was just too good. Yes. Perfect opportunity. The less painful it will feel or the less like rejecting your current company, the folks there will feel, which is, I think you do have some responsibility as an engineering manager to, to not like firebomb the place on your way out and <laughs> <Yes>. trigger a, <laughs> an exodus of employees from lowering morale or yes.
1: something. Also True. All right. Well, that's all I got. Me too. Good luck. And uh, let us know if a firebomb situation ensues after you leave. (laughs) Hey, Jameson, have you heard about The Great Resignation?
0: Is it that Charles Dickens book? (laughs) Wait, no. The entire population on Earth has started taking our advice of quit your job.
1: Oh Yes, that's right. Apparently, we have achieved influencer status. We've been telling developers for years to quit their jobs, and now... We want to tell you how to do it. We're ready to reveal the secret.
0: You mean you don't just walk out shooting finger guns?
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, you do that first. But after you do that, there's a new service we want to tell you about called Hired. What is Hired, Dave? Hired is the biggest AI-driven marketplace that matches engineers with companies. It is a great way to find your next job. I've been watching this industry for 20 years with a keen interest on hiring in particular, and I've never seen anything like Hired. Tell me about what you're seeing. So I've interviewed about 150 people in the last year, and I am serious. Every candidate that's come to me through Hired has multiple offers, and they're incredibly high. Scary high, like 30% higher than other candidates.
0: Is that before or after the finger guns?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, both. <laughs> the beauty is it's totally free for engineers, uh, and we would love for you to go try it. Go to Hired.com slash soft skills to check it out.
0: Hired.com slash soft skills, quit your job the best way and check out Hired. Okay, do you want to read our next question, Dave? Sure thing. This comes
1: from an anonymous listener who says, how can I figure out if communication problems with a team member are cultural or personal? My teammate immigrated to the States. We occasionally stumble over conversation and misunderstand each other. I think this is exacerbated by being remote. For example, they will ask a pointed and direct question that sounds like a challenge to my approach to a problem. When I attempt to answer, it's clear we are nowhere near the same page and I need to back up and provide more detail. I am working and have worked with others who immigrated from the same country. I've had similar difficulties connecting before that I have not had with other teammates from other regions. However, this is not universally true of every teammate I've had from this area. If it is a cultural style, I would rather learn to adapt. I'm not interested in suggesting everyone need to conform to my cultural sensibilities, but if I can determine it's a personal difficulty, we can work on it together. Aha! You're working with someone who came from Texas. <laughs> just, that, just, kidding. Hey, I'm. I grew up in Texas, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I was talking about myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, moved to the United States when you left the glorious country of Texas. But I left
1: the Republic of Texas and came to your stupid other country.
0: <laughs> <laughs> stupid, worse. Yes. <laughs> not, not large and flat place. Yes. <laughs>
1: Texas. Where's man. all the sprawl? I know. <laughs> we call it big sky country, Jameson. <laughs> uh, isn't that Montana? You're right,
0: actually. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. My... We call it the Lone Star State. Texas invaded Montana and captured that <laughs> motto and we... took it back to their own country. Yes, we have. You know, I am a cowboy coder. Uh, this is why
1: <laughs> I'm from Texas.
0: Decorate your desk with a little flag.
1: A little flag? What state are you from?
0: (laughs) One of those wussy countries that isn't proud.
1: You drape your desk in a giant Texas flag. (laughs) And if anyone steps on it, which they inevitably will because it's draped on the floor, it's so big, (laughs) and you have to challenge them
0: to a duel with your six shooters. Yeah. Did you... Besmirched the flag that extends from my desk (laughs) to the entryway? How dare you? (laughs) I demand satisfaction.
1: Meet me at noon tomorrow outside the saloon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the question. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Is Karina already on the same page? So the, the thing that's pinging around my head is, does it matter? Like, you're trying to hone in on, is this... An attribute of the culture in general of, of the, the home country of this, this colleague. Co- I almost said, I was trying to say co-worker or colleague, and I said colleague. Co-league? That's good. Yeah. Now I lost my train of thought. Yeah, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter it whether matter. it's cultural or personal if it's affecting how you work together?
1: It doesn't. It actually doesn't.
0: Or, or, or rather, should it should it change the approach a lot? Like, do you handle it differently, you know?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it changes anything about what you do. You still got to resolve this communication barrier. And that can happen regardless of someone's culture or, you know, language that they grew up speaking or any other background, I think. In fact, as you're saying that out loud, what I'm thinking is the only thing that you would learn by knowing whether the root cause of this behavior is cultural or personal is whether or not to transfer some bias to some other poor person don't mean poor I don't mean poor like, like money I mean like that yeah, yeah. some some other some other victim Pattern of your match biases. against someone yeah like yeah. what's the point of that like it's like oh well oh I see you're not from around here therefore you must fit in yeah. this category so what's the, Everybody I don't know knows like,
0: Texans give poor code yes. reviews
1: <laughs> oh another Texan <sighs> <laughs> yeah I just I I guess I just don't see the benefit of even answering that question plus I'll tell you what having worked with a lot of really excellent people from a lot of different countries around the globe i can say that if you think with your nice little narrow-minded american ideas of the rest of the world which we're not exactly known for our geographical and cultural understanding if you think that you can pinpoint someone from let's say london the same as you could from some, as someone from northern england like you got another thing coming buddy like these are very different cultures even within what seems to you is the same geographical boundary so yeah yeah i just don't see the value of that of that question now i fear that i've said something offensive
0: (laughs) you wouldn't get it as a texan (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think what this question asker is saying is if it's cultural i will just i just won't deal with it or or i will deal with it myself you know like i'll i'll Oh, i'll just work okay. through it without asking the other person okay. to do anything differently
1: in other words cultural attributes are more are, are less mutable than personal attributes
0: yeah or maybe it could get i don't know i was about to say it could get more sensitive to ask someone ask someone to change something that is an attribute of their culture but that oh, feels okay. way less sensitive okay. to me than <laughs> than someone telling that... <laughs> me to change some part of who i am as a person <laughs> My personality yeah yeah
1: yeah They're they're both hard right like You got to figure out how to work with people. And to me, cultural differences and personality differences are in the same category of
0: things you need to be able to work with. So this situation seems to recur where you two misunderstand each other and it sounds like maybe some, I don't know, slightly aggressive feedback or or interactions from, from the other person that you think might be partially caused by them not understanding what you're trying to say. Yeah, I think I think you just talk to them about that. Like bring up an example. Well, first I would do this not in the meeting <laughs> where where the challenging happens, but yeah. just talk to them afterwards and describe so you can yeah, you can steal this manager trick, the situation, behavior and impact. You have a bit of a different perspective on it, but talk about what the situation was. We were in this meeting, I was trying I was aiming to present my grand idea for uh the framework we're going to force everyone to move to like from the last episode and when you asked this question i felt like you didn't understand my approach before asking it or it felt aggressive or something like that and and so it threw me off or something i don't know like Mm -hmm. describe what happened describe how it made you feel and and kind of dig into it that way
1: yeah i like that and you know you might be surprised I worked with a coworker once who had kind of an aggressive tone. I interpreted his questions, his technical questions about my work as challenges, you know, like almost like, instead of saying like, why would you do it that way? He sounded more like, why would you do it that way? (laughs) You know? And when we say those two sentences back to back, it's like, oh yeah, one of those carries some metadata with it. And the metadata says, I'm challenging you. Whereas the first one carried metadata that says, I'm just asking you because I, I want to know how this works. And yeah. I actually didn't, these things are actually hard for me to observe that I might be applying a misinterpretation of the metadata that's accompanying the speech. And it took me a little while to realize like, oh, I'm actually getting kind of upset now. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. And then later my coworker, he actually had all the sensitivity to say, oh, Dave, are you, are you perceiving my comments as threatening or coming across as argumentative? And I was like, "Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, no, no, it's very collaborative." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I would never. Yeah, and he he said, "Pardon oh, me." <laughs> he said, "Oh, good, because I don't mean for them to come across as combative." And I thought, "Oh, good, yeah, well, they didn't." <laughs> and so, but I, it was just a it was a really re- self reflective moment for me to realize that oh yeah, I'm actually, I am applying some meaning to things that isn't there. And boy, it sure would have yeah. been useful to just ask that question. Like, hey, you're coming across kind of strong to me right now. Is that your intention? You know, really like hands off, like super chill. And then he could have just said no. And then I would have been like, oh, okay, good. I need to recalibrate my interpreter.
0: Yeah. If it's a peer relationship, especially you want to be careful to make it avoid, to to avoid making it seem like you're giving them feedback on how their behavior is wrong. I like the example you you shared, Dave, because the way it was resolved was with you understanding better. And and maybe there's some, I don't know, maybe there's some, some past experience that has led this person to react this way, or maybe, maybe that's just how it was done at their previous job. You know, people ask very aggressive, challenging questions. Mm-hmm. But but seeking to understand why they're doing it and what need they're trying to meet by doing it would be useful. Now I don't know how you deal non-awkwardly with the fact that you think the questions reflect a lack of understanding or a misunderstanding. Yes. Because uh, I don't know how you say that without just saying it. And then it's, uh, that could be pretty challenging to people. Like you asked that question, it revealed clearly you didn't understand the brilliance and genius of my idea.
1: <laughs> right. Or, or, uh, that can come across not just as self aggrandizing, like your example did, but also you could say something like, you know, Oh, it seems like you are ignorant and, and, Maybe dumb, and that that's a, a risk when you try to ask someone and this is how i I often find myself in the situation where I'm like, okay, you just said something that triggered that voice in my head that says you don't understand an important aspect of this, and we really can't proceed until you get that understanding, yeah, do you have any tricks for how to
0: how to navigate that without being a jerk? I don't know, I mean, I think you really could ask what what your intention is in asking those questions are you asking to help you understand the idea better and it's just a tone thing like you mentioned are you trying to propose an alternative and and dig into that a little bit and maybe there's maybe maybe you could suggest to them if you if you think it's wrong just like say why you think it's wrong instead of ask the the leading question or 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 talk through it by by i keep coming back to this just saying saying what behavior you observed Mm -hmm. and then digging into why that happened did you observe it incorrectly are you missing something in your observation
1: yeah and, and but but that's challenging because sometimes people don't know what they're missing it's like an unknown unknown you know so you say okay i perceive that maybe you don't have a complete understanding of x and they're like oh no i do <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well now it's like do i need to give you an exam like a placement test <laughs> to see yeah. where you are <laughs> Or sometimes, and sometimes, by the way, it's me. I'm, I'm like, actually, I didn't understand something that you did, which made your speech, your words, all seem garbled. It <laughs> made, made it sound like you didn't know what you're talking about, but really, it was me.
0: Also, a possibility. I wonder if it's a language barrier thing too. I've worked with folks who are very smart, but we just struggled to communicate in the same language, and it was really, really hard. And lots of misunderstandings ensued, even though technically they were excellent. Yeah. So maybe you you might be saying. Cultural versus personal, but it it could be more language-focused. Could be. I don't know what you do about that. Learn English gooder. Right. (laughs) Tell them that. Take it from me, the goodest Englisher. Take it from I.
1: (laughs) One phrase I like to use is instead of saying it sounds like you don't understand something, I like to say it sounds like you and I might have a different understanding of how this works and that way it's not so much putting it all on them but it's saying like look both of us are seeing this differently i'm not saying one is right and one is wrong but there's definitely a difference here can we, and then i like to say can we try to figure out where the difference is and and explore that together and and that that usually leads to a little collaborative cooperative discussion
0: yeah oh man there's so many nuances here so many things it could be but i think it's hard to go wrong by honestly discussing your feelings about something with someone else. Or or it's not hard for that to go wrong. That that doesn't feel like a bad first step for for many problems, I guess. Well, have we answered this question? Well, I think so. Good
1: luck. Let us know how it goes. Let us know if you think our kind of critique
0: of the question was valid. Our thoughtful analysis.
1: Yes, right. I sense that maybe you and I see this question a little differently from each
0: other when you say you and i do you mean jameson and dave you and i or question asker no
1: i meant the i meant the question i was trying to demonstrate Ah. my uh my (laughs) my silly
0: it was a bad idea oh it went right (laughs) over my head (laughs) oh no dave when you acted that way it made me feel stupid No. (laughs) i need Uh, to go devour some ice mm -hmm. cream to recover i just (laughs) good work good work all right well where can people go if they want their own question answered they can go to soft there's an ask a question link and we are so grateful to everyone who clicks that and and provides the content or some of the content for the show you help keep us going and we love doing it there's a reason we're still doing it for 300 episodes what is that
1: reason because i'm not
0: quite i'm not clear and it's because we like it okay <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of reasons. They're all good. Good. It's a good experience for me to participate in. I like talking to Dave. That's I agree. a big part of it, I'll be honest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. I'm gonna put you on the spot, Jameson, with one last question here. Yeah. Should we end this show with another sample from one of our songs as our
0: outro music? Uh yeah. And I'm gonna press the button okay. to do that now. Good I think it's time for you to quit, quit your, your job. job. I said it's time for you to quit, quit your, your job. job. You've been coding all day, still dingy not far. If you need the soft skills, soon into the part. All right, catch you next week.